Okay, so I would say that the reaction of most of the people on the left to the election result is very mixed. On the one hand, it's quite a substantial result. It's a very big increase on what was admittedly a poor vote in 2017, both in terms of vote numbers and most importantly in terms of seat numbers. There's a very substantial increase of the seats that the La France Insoumise won. The Greens have got a very substantial number of seats too. And the Socialist Party and the Communist Party, I mean, the Socialist Party got fewer seats, but you know, at least they're still around, as it were, and so on. So, you know, it's it's a very substantial, you know, it's a very decent result in that sense. And of course, it's very uh, decent in the sense that ideologically, the whole period between the two rounds of the legislative elections was dominated by this notion that Nupes had a chance of um, perhaps winning a majority. And so there was an enormous amount of ideological backlash against that big Red Scare against Mélenchon, against the idea of a Mélenchon-led government. And they really dominated, if you like, the narrative, which was, you know, has has its own problems, as we'll come to later. But, you know, so ideologically, in terms of seats and in terms of votes, to some extent, you know, it's a very decent result. However, there are two major caveats. One is obviously the abstention, which was extremely high, wasn't the highest ever, but it's among the highest ever abstention levels that we've seen in a legislative election. So, you know, it's just over 40% of people who voted. Admittedly, that was during a massive heat wave, which wasn't the best conditions ever for motivating people to, to turn out to vote. But, you know, as we know, abstention hits those categories, which are the kind of core constituencies for the radical left, as well as for the far right. So the popular neighborhoods, the, the banlieue, the young people and and people, you know, uh, manual and white collar workers. So there was a massive abstention rate, despite all the campaigning, despite all the ideological backlash, despite all the, if you like, narrativization around this idea, will he, won't he become prime minister, Mélenchon and so on and so forth, the uh, abstention rate was not, you know, was uh, is an indication that they were not able to mobilize between the two rounds, as they were hoping. And the second major caveat, of course, is the Rassemblement National success. Nobody, including the leadership of Rassemblement National, had any idea that they were going to get such an amazing result in terms of seats. Now, it's important to say that Front National, Rassemblement National, has always had an Achilles heel, which is that although they get a very good presidential election results, obviously, year one election to the next. And although they get percentage-wise very good, you know, incredibly good results in legislative elections, when it comes to translating that into seats, because of France's two-round winner-takes-all, first-past-the-post system, they've always had extremely low number of parliamentary seats. The only time that they've ever broken through was when they had a group of, uh, I think, just over 30 seats between 1986 and 1988, which was because Mitterrand, in a quite cynical way, introduced proportional representation for a very brief period of time. And so basically, they've been excluded from the National Assembly, haven't been able to form a parliamentary group. And of course, that's because with this two-round system, you vote, first of all, for the, the candidate or the party that you support. And then in the second round, you vote basically against, against whichever candidate you hate the most. And that 
is the basis for the so-called Republican Front, i.e. the idea that all the other parties would stand down and vote against the Front National, Rassemblement National, in such a situation, in such a runoff. Um, so, you know, nobody was expecting a good or such a good result for the far right in terms of parliamentary seats. And that would be including Marine Le Pen herself, who, who didn't really campaign. Exactly. She didn't campaign. She said, well, you know, she wrote off the idea, of course, of Mélenchon winning, becoming prime minister, and basically, you know, basically supported the idea that it's just normal that the results of the presidential election are then carried over into the legislative election and that Macron would win a majority and so on and so forth. And, you know, she she started raising her expectations a little bit during the campaign to the idea of having 30 seats. But, you know, the idea of 89 uh, 91, if you add the other two far-right people, seats is just uh, unprecedented. I mean, it's a, it's a major, major victory for them. If you'd like to hear the rest of this episode of PTO Extra, please consider becoming a £5 supporter on Patreon. As well as getting access to extended versions of regular shows, you'll also get access to all future episodes of PTO Extra. Go to patreon.com forward slash poll theory other to sign up.